Need something to keep the kids busy this July? Have your kids join the Washington Wizards this summer virtually. The Wizards Basketball Academy is offering free virtual summer camps presented by Under Armour starting on Monday, July 13th. There will be three one-hour sessions per day for four consecutive weeks. The sessions are open for boys and girls of all ages and will focus on skill development that can be done at home with minimum equipment. Sessions are filling up fast. Learn more and register your kids today at dcfamily.com slash virtual camp. Welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group and part of the Wizards Podcast Network. All podcasts on the Wizards Podcast Network are available wherever you get your podcasts and are featured on Wizards Radio 24-7 and the Wizards app. You can follow the Wizards Podcast Network on Twitter, at WashWizardsPN, and please subscribe, download, rate, and review wherever you listen. I'm Jackson Filio, and on today's episode of Off the Bench, Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring, and I break down everything you need to know about Thursday night's NBA Draft Lottery. Okay, guys, the Wizards 2019-20 season is officially in the books, so it's time to turn our attention toward draft prep and the rest of the offseason. Today we're talking all things lottery. We'll take a look at things from a league-wide perspective, talk about where the Wizards can land and what that means relative to this year's draft class specifically. This 2020 NBA lottery episode is presented by GEICO. Tune in on Thursday at 7 p.m. for the Wizards draft lottery preview show. GEICO is now offering an extra 15% credit on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for more. Let's start really generally, guys. What jumps out to you guys when you think about this year's lottery specifically? It, it's funny because usually in person, it's the most unexciting, exciting night of the season. And now that it's virtual, it, it's almost like less exciting, the actual presentation of it. You know, it's very mundane, the process of how it's done. You know, we don't have to dive too much into the nitty gritty of how you actually, you know, get the odds to line up and, and all that. Um, but it, it is the starting point of the offseason for most of the teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs, um, unless you traded up your, your lottery pick or, um, you know, or something else has already happened big in your offseason. This is the starting point. So, I mean, the Wizards season ended a week before this, so it's kind of the perfect segue into moving forward um, for Washington. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little interesting right now that Usually this there's a usually there's a break between, you know, April when the season ends, early mid April, if you're not a playoff team, and then this this lottery usually happens a little bit later and you have a little bit of time. But right now with the playoffs still going on for the Wizards and the other teams involved in this, it's it's nice to kind of keep that momentum. And the sooner you can find out your pick, obviously, the the sooner we start talking about where teams are at in the in the draft who they might be targeting, who might go where, and just the ramifications around the league. Obviously, if, for example, just we can get into this later, but obviously the Warriors are a perfect example of a team that has a lot coming back. If they were to win the lottery and get the first overall pick, there's no really really knowing how they're going to use that pick. Do they take somebody? Do they secure another veteran with a big-time pick like that? there's all kinds of ramifications that come off of this night on Thursday night. And so the wizards are no different. Certainly with, they have plenty of veteran all-star talent coming back to the roster next season as well. And they'll have a lot of considerations to make. So that's the, that's the fun part is the, the immediate aftermath of everybody scrambling to think about, 
okay, now what are the top five storylines? Because it totally changes from the second before you find out who the top four are or, or who, who missed the top four and the second you find out that this, the order is set. So it's nice for us to, you know, to have this opportunity to have it right after, keep that momentum going. And it's really good for teams and what's going to be a short off season, which would explain why they did it this way, to get this process started as soon as possible because the evaluation process, the, the final steps of the evaluation process, I should say, for the draft are going to look a lot different this year with much less recent basketball from prospects, uh, much less opportunities to get in front of them in person. So all of it's going to change, and it kind of kind of puts everything um, where the draft's concerned in the hyperspeed, and, and that's how we're at where we're at now for Thursday night. Yeah, before we dive in too far, I'll go over some of the odds here briefly. I'm not going to rattle them all off. That would just be too many numbers. But, Chris, as you mentioned, Golden State obviously sits at the one spot after a 15-win season. But this is the second season of the smoothed-out lottery odds after uh, a few years in a prior format. And what that means is it's way less weighted for those teams at the top. It is smoothed out. It really impacted things for actually right teams right in the Wizards range this year. That that like six through through ten area now has a much better chance to jump up into the lottery than they did in years prior. Uh, and the other big change was at the top. The the top three teams all have the same odds to land somewhere in the top four, rather than it being descending from one to two to three to four. Uh, and the third thing is that the lottery now determines the top four rather than just the top three. So as we saw last year where there was a lot of movement with New Orleans and Memphis and, and, and the Lakers, you know, this new setup is prime for some movement. So while the Wizards do sit at ninth with a 4.5% chance for number one and a roughly 20% chance to jump up into the top four, those odds aren't bad, especially considering you know what they would have been a few years ago. And you're, there's going to be movement. It, it's not going to be just the order that you see the teams listed in now. If you look at one of the the draft lottery charts, so it, it makes things makes things a lot of fun. And, and if you look at these 14 teams, there's there's a lot that that can change about the layout of the league on lottery night. Whether it's Chris, like you said, the Warriors who are going to quickly rebound. They are they are not going to be drafting in the one spot or going into next year's lottery in the one spot again. Uh, you know, there's a, a team like like Washington that's going to be bringing back a John Wall and a, and a healthy Bradley Beal and, and ready to roll with a young core and, and a new piece. And then, you know, there's other teams that uh, made a mark in the bubble, like, like Phoenix and, and Memphis and, um, and, and New Orleans. All these teams are back in the lottery. And, you know, while, it, while we all just watched what were semi-successful seasons from those guys, obviously they'd rather be in the playoffs. But – they now have a chance to land a pretty substantial asset. Yeah. And uh, like you said, three teams moved up last year in the new format. I think it's kind of anybody's opportunity, really. Um, it's almost scarier to be because, um, you know, number one is a top five guarantee, but it's almost scarier to be in that top five, knowing that someone ahead of you that has lower odds could jump you and in fact affect you and move you back. Um I think this draft and we'll get into it has tiers. I think the first tier is a lot above the second tier. So that's a big thing to keep in mind here, but anything can happen. I mean, the wizards move up. That's awesome. If they stay put or move down a slot, um, they've proven, 
you know, this past season, they were in that exact same position and found Rui Hachimura just fine. Tommy Shepard said he he likes about 17 prospects that are projected in the first round. So uh, I think he feels good about the draft. But, yeah, moving up means a lot. It becomes a trade chip. It, it allows you to kind of have a bigger uh, selection of who you want to bring in. So um, different year, different prospects, a lot of international guys. So it's going to be interesting, and Thursday really gets it going. Yeah, Zach, I totally agree. I think that that in the top four, there there are plenty of players that maybe – any team, you never know, any team can think, okay, this is actually a guy that we can get right now on a rookie scale that can contribute to a, to a contender right now. Maybe teams feel that way, but if they don't, then we're going to see a lot of movement. We're going to see a lot of trades and um, it'll just be a totally interesting, interesting dynamic that we'll, we'll see all play out and probably start to play out shortly after Thursday. We'll start hearing about who wants to move and why. And, um, That'll be the best part of this. I think that the Wizards in particular, obviously talk about them all the time. This is a Wizards podcast. I think that Tommy Shepard in particular will have a very, very interesting – he'll have an interesting outlook on this draft if the Wizards are able to jump into the top four. Um, And he'll have a lot to think about and certainly will field a lot of offers um, knowing that the Wizards have – they certainly have their core with John Brad, hopefully Davis, uh, Thomas Bryant, they, they have a kind of a core in the making and already solidified and, and teams know that. So he's going to have a lot of options, both obviously in the talent that's at the top of the draft and with teams that want to jump up and grab some of those, the top maybe one through five or so um, in this draft. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but we'll, we'll be able to react to it soon enough and kind of get the lay of the land. Yeah. And I think one notable missing storyline that, feels like it's been present for each of the last handful of lotteries is there's not a a non-lottery team or or a title contender that is looming and waiting to see these lottery results where, you know, protected picks may land them a top three or a top five pick. You know, there was Boston obviously had its own treasure trove of picks over the last handful of years. Those come, come to mind pretty quickly, but there's none of that. And unless I'm missing a protection or or not seeing it in, in, the research I did here, that, that, that's not present. These teams are going to be the ones picking come October pending any transactions that happen after the fact here. So there's a little bit more stability. It's a little bit easier to follow. Um, and I guess yeah, I should... it's, it's just Memphis. Uh, Memphis's pick goes to Boston. Um, but yeah, in the lottery, the lottery is just that. But there's a lot in the, the end of the first round, but those are just based off the playoff. Yeah, exactly. So makes it a little bit easier to follow for sure. Um, and it can, it can be tricky. There's a lot of numbers and I guess we should run through quickly just all the Wizards numbers and their, their odds for each pick. Like we said, it's a 20.3% chance to jump up into the top four. Um, that's combining all their odds. So that's a 4.5% chance for one, 4.8% chance for two, a 5.2% chance for three, and a 5.7% chance for four. Odds are 50 50.7% chance they'll just sit right there at nine. And then there's about a, a 29% chance of, of sliding to the 10 or 11 or, or 13 spot, uh, which unfortunately did, as you guys mentioned, happen last year. They, they slid from, from six to nine. So you hope that doesn't happen. But, you know, as Tommy Shepard has been mentioned a couple times, like it, it's a it's a deep draft and there's a lot of guys that he likes. And, um, you know, he – as much as any GM in the league knows how to find talent from everywhere, whether it's 
small conferences or overseas or, or different things, you know, he's one of those guys that's doing his due diligence and finding guys that, um, you know, might not be popping up at the top of, of everybody's big board. So it's an interesting crop of young players to, to break down. And, you know, we all will obviously dive in more specifically on some of these guys closer to the draft, but, you know, looking at one through four in this year's draft, it feels like, Zach, you mentioned tiers a little bit. It feels like those first few picks are all one tier. There's not one guy that pops out above the rest. And, you know, I don't know if you want to go in, into that a little bit more, but, you know, it, it feels like just jumping up to the top four is, is the chip here, right? Yeah, it, it doesn't really matter where you fall in that top four because I think you're going to have your selection. I think there's no guarantees who's going to go there. But, you know, the, the first tier as of right now, and this will change, especially with no workouts, and everything. I mean, you're looking at LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, um, and Obi Toppin are kind of like the most talked about guys, but there's still like some people will have other players higher up. I mean, the, the Wizards had Rui Hachimura as their fourth uh, pick in this past year's draft. So um, they're number four on their big board. Every team is different. Um, and, and we'll see. Um, I mean, there's a lot of international players, which are always, always, always going to be different from each team. Um, unless it's like a Luka Doncic. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my my last note would be this is going to change a lot um, from now until October 16th. But the most important thing is that um, you know what pick you're going to have and you can start talking trades once the playoffs end. I know it's going to be like three days <laughs> uh, before the actual draft. So you're probably going to see a lot of action that week as well. Um, but, yeah. And then free agency right after that. Like, you know, we've mentioned it a few times. Like, this offseason is going to be wild. So it'll be really, really fun to watch over the next month or two how, how front offices prepare. I mean, the, like, scouting out these draft prospects, there's not going to be in-person meetings in the same way there was years before. There's not going to be a combine in the same way there was in the years before. It's going be, to be really, really challenging. And these guys are going to be scrutinized in a different way prior. Going a little bit deeper on, on those tiers – you know, it's once you get beyond those top four, it's then, you know, every team will rank certain guys above others. But then it's this, this crop of like six or, or so guys that are kind of in you know, a larger tier two. So it feels like in the Wizards range, it's, it's not as scary to, you know, maybe slide a pick or two. Chris, what do you think on that front, just in terms of why it may not be the end of the world if the Wizards either stay put or, or slide one or two spots? Yeah, I think I think I think this was also mentioned maybe on the last pod a little bit, but the two things that stand out to me if the Wizards do stay put on in at nine, ten, wherever it is in that range, is really that the the amount of international prospects in this draft is a strength for Tommy Shepard and his staff. It always has been. He's tuned into that to basketball in Europe, around the world, and and puts a lot of thought effort in evaluating those guys as as much as he can as fully as he can and so that work I think is is probably largely done and and they have confidence in and what they know about those players certainly with the college guys that are coming out and you don't have that last push of man that guy was big time in the tournament he locked it down for his team he really showed up in big moments all of those things are are not really there but I would also caution a lot of people that most of these boards, a lot of the intel going into a draft is gathered through the regular season, through watching them play in general in normal games, getting intel from coaches, 
about how they practice, how they work, um, how they think they can grow, where in their game they think they can grow. And so in that sense, and thinking about the roster that the Wizards are going to have going forward, I think Tommy Shepard and his team will still have a lot of good options because really it would be awesome to jump up and get your pick of Anthony Edwards, Obi Toppin, the really elite talent in this draft. But they also know that a lot of the firepower with, with the Wizards is, is on this team already. A lot of the scoring load, a lot of the usage – is on this team and on the roster already. And so then they can kind of shift to, okay, what exactly, what would really complement John, Brad, Davis, Thomas? Um, where, where is a place that we could really use um, a specific skill set? And I think that they'll do a good job of finding that in the second tier and beyond of this draft. And maybe even with that second round pick they they will have that as well. So I think they, they're going to have a lot of options no matter what. I think Tommy Shepard has always done well navigating the draft board, um, navigating the offseason with trades, with um, using intel from past years to influence trades to get guys like Jerome Robinson, guys like Isak Bonga and Mo Wagner. Um, so I think that I think they're going to be in a good position. I think they'll probably tell us going forward that they like whatever position that is. Of course you love to be in the lottery. That's – that goes without saying, but I think wherever they end up in this first round, they're going to think that they can add a piece to really help the roster right away, no matter what. For sure. And as you guys know, the lottery is really just the starting point for the entire process for all these teams here. There's going to be a lot more for us to unpack now between lottery night and, and draft night. And we encourage everybody to check out wizards.com ahead of and, and following the lottery for everything you need to know about where the wizards can land and what they can do with that pick. So with that, that'll do it for us today, and we will check in again soon.